What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Foul Life Podcast Midwest Series. I'm Joel Clayfish. Uh, thanks for joining us. We're talking about goose hunting today, and we're talking about an experience that changed my life, literally. Um, you know, I was a kid who grew up here in the Midwest and really was never exposed to hunting a great deal in my life. In fact, I didn't even start hunting till I was 38 years old. I had a you know, I had lived, lived my life and, and came went to college for communication. I worked as an investigative uh, television news reporter for a while, uh, for 10 years, in fact, for the ABC station in Milwaukee. And it was uh, during that time that I got interested in politics. And, and that led me to uh, a portion of my life uh, being elected to the Wisconsin State Assembly, the Wisconsin House of Representatives. And it was during that time um, that I really got kind of interested, more interested in hunting. I had grown up fishing in Wisconsin, which is a phenomenal place to fish. And I was real interested in kind of keeping my roots in television that I had started. So I actually had a, a local television hunting and fishing show here for quite a while called Kill It, Clean It, Cook It. And then finally, uh, when I was 38 years old, I, I was introduced to hunting and fell in love with it. It just became such an integral part of my life that, you know, I, I couldn't live without it. And so I'm, I'm 51 years old right now, just turned 51. And the last decade of my life, you know, a little decade plus, Hunting has become the reason that I get up in the morning, you know, putting wild game on the f table, the provider lifestyle. And I had, you know, I had this fishing show that turned into a hunting and fishing show and, and really got into bird hunting, into waterfowl hunting. It became something that, that drove me and not just the, the hunting, part of it the day you go out and kill the birds and make something to put on the dinner table but the part of hunting that becomes part of your soul and that is the searching for the perfect field the asking permission from farmers the becoming friends with farmers appreciating the resource you have and in Wisconsin and in the Midwest you know we've got all these potholes and lakes and rivers and, and great lakes uh, in the Midwest Flyway. And it's just something so unbelievable that when I had, when, when we had this opportunity, when this group of guys and, and uh, women we hunt with had this opportunity to have the fowl life come into town and hunt with us, I mean, our, our immediate reaction was, of course, yes. I mean, Chad Belding's gonna come with his crew into the state of Wisconsin and he's gonna do some hunting with us. We're gonna hunt ducks and geese here. Something we considered our everyday joy. You know, I mean, for a lot of us who work during the day, we're up at three in the morning, setting up on a field, getting the decoy spread set up and hunting till seven, eight, eight thirty, nine in the morning and then heading to work. And, and we're thinking here, here comes, you know, the Mecca of the outdoor 
media, the foul life, they're going to come into town. Um, they had found us probably because, you know, some of the posts we do with our successful goose hunting. And we were just thrilled. And so we went, when Chad Belding and the crew from the foul life asked if they could come to Wisconsin, of course we said yes. And we started our scouting mission to make sure that when they got here, it was really going to be something else. And, you know, it was November. So November, the weather in Wisconsin is, it can be 60 degrees. It can be minus 10. November can be all over the place and change daily. And the winds can change daily. So we were trying to scout and get some fields that had consistent birds, consistent geese in them. And we really wanted to show them how to knock down the geese. And so here I am at my house and the fowl life rolls up literally in my driveway. I live in Concord, Wisconsin on a farm. And they pull up with this, I don't know, 18 by a thousand foot trailer, all the skins on it from, from Benelli and Vortex and Traeger and Thoroughgood and the sponsors on it. And it was like this surreal moment, uh, you know, Bubba and Belding pull up and I, I walk out in the driveway and I get to, you know, meet him face to face for the first time. And <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, like, how's my wife going to be with all this? And they're like, you know, we're, we're just going to hunt. And I'm thinking this is going to be phenomenal. We're just going to have an incredible experience. Well, that experience ended up being something that, that changed my life and, and changed the lives of the group of guys and uh, women we hunt with. You know, Luke, Gavin, Ian, Tyler, Kara, we had been scouting so hard for when they got here, we just wanted to make sure that when they did get onto fields with us, that we were going to be able to, to uh, you know, have some geese come in, um, act the right way. And that was a really, like, new um, experience for us because, yeah, I had shot my local television show before and we had had one camera in the panel blinds, but... When you set up on these hunts um, to shoot for the fowl life, you have multiple cameras, and the hide is really one of the most important things in order for geese, especially picky geese, to land. And I'm not going to lie to you, the pressure was on. Um, but there was a reason, you know, we have the fields that we do and, and the permissions we do in this area in Wisconsin because. When we hunt and, and when we scout, we're not just out there asking a, a farmer or a landowner permission and leaving them alone forever. You have to appreciate the resource and you have to appreciate that somebody's literally letting you on their property with a firearm to hunt wild game. So, so you're asking them to come onto their property, use a firearm to knock down some wild game and, and take it from the field to the table. So we make sure that we develop relationships with these farmers. We, um, I make pot pies and we deliver them to the farmers. And we just wanted to make sure that, you know, the pressure was on, the fowl life was coming to Wisconsin and we wanted to have as many fields procured as we possibly could. So Chad gets here, you know, and, and Bubba and Corey and, and Jack Orlandi's with him, and, and they come, and I'm kind of nervous because my wife's going to meet him. My wife's Be Becky's going to meet him for the first time. And one of the coolest things about the Foul Life show is when you watch it, and it seems like they go somewhere and they're instant friends, or they've been friends for a really long time. And that is really the feeling you get 
You know, my wife comes out, she meets them. I've got two young daughters and they meet everybody. And it's not like they just kind of invade your house. It's like these guys are here to build relationships. And I think that really comes across on the show. It's not just move to somewhere, go to somewhere across the country, stop, kill things, say thanks a lot and leave. You're developing relationships uh, that are gonna be lifelong. And that's kind of at the base of waterfowling when you think about um, you know, getting out there in the field with your buddies. It's very different than when you're deer hunting or when you're, frankly, most other types of solitary hunting. You're developing these relationships with these guys. And they come into town with, with this massive trailer. And it's not like it's just a hunt. It's like a festival for a week because you better get your sleep ahead of time because we're starting three o'clock in the morning. We're up and we're heading out to the field and we're gonna hunt hard in the morning and then probably scout midday to later that day. But that's not when it's, that, that does, that's not when the day ends. Then everybody came to the house and we started the cooking and uh, you know, the Jack Daniels was cracked open and, and we started having cocktails and, and food. And one of the things that I think surprised the Foul Life guys, or at least was fascinating to me, was that we kind of decided on a day-to-day -day basis what the meals were gonna be. And for me, that's part of what's exciting about cooking and cooking different than baking. You can decide on a case-by-case -case basis what you're gonna make that night. And I remember one of the first things we decided was, was I was gonna try alligator gyros, and I had never made them before, but I had some alligator from an alligator hunt that we had gone on, and, and we stacked it up and soaked it in olive oil and put it on the Traeger and you know cooked it. And this is how this network that Belding's got works together. It's, it's incredible because he had this, he's got this network not only with Traeger as a sponsor, but with Tyler Stark, uh, who's one of the global marketing managers for Traeger, he's here with us on the hunt. And so I'm doing alligator gyros for the first time on the Traeger, and I've got the ma global marketing guy from Traeger standing next to me to give me advice as to how that should go. So we would hit the fields in the morning and have this incredible you know, goose hunt, and geese are so finicky. They can be really uh, heavy in a field one day and then the next day they can be somewhere else. Or you can set up on them and try to hunt a fence line and you should have, you'd have been better off in the middle of the field or you can try to hunt the middle of a field and you'd have been better off on a fence line. And a lot of people, you know, when it comes to cooking of wild goose, they're, they're leery. People are very leery of goose, but one of the things that we learned and using the Traeger and cooking at the house and having a Traeger guy with us was that you can experiment. And if you're patient, if you're patient with the food that you create, uh, very often it's gonna turn out fantastic. And the good thing about cooking versus baking is that you can change it as you're going. And I think one, when, when Belding and the Foul Life guys came into town, I, I'm, they know that Vortex is here. 
Thoroughgood Boots is here. Uh, you know, Matthews Bows is here. Frable Fishing Equipment, St. Croix Rods, Jack Link's Beef Jerky. I mean, who doesn't go into the field without their Jack Link's Jerky? It's, Wisconsin's kind of undersold, I think, in the country. Definitely in the country, kind of in the Midwest, with how much of the industry is actually here in the state of Wisconsin. And that's because there are so many opportunities and it's kind of a hidden gem. And one of the cool things to see when the Fowl Life guys came into town was their kind of realization that Wisconsin really is a hidden gem. Now that didn't mean that the geese you know, we're going to be easy to put on the ground because geese can be really tricky. And they were here in November. So we were uh, three, two, two and a half, almost three months into the goose hunting season where they start, the local geese are getting start uh, smart and the migrators haven't really, uh, they're not in hot and heavy yet. So it was challenging. There were challenging days out in the field. But as we know, when it comes to goose hunting, keep changing it up change up your spread, change up your hide. Um, you know, don't be afraid to act quickly when you're out there because it's eventually gonna happen. And this part of this surreal experience of having this kind of week-long festival at our house is that you never know who's gonna show up. We literally got to hunt uh, with Mark Boardman from Vortex and Tyler Stark from Traeger. And, all of a sudden, Chase Rice, the country music star, you know, he shows up and he's out in the field with us hunting. And Walker Bueller shows up and we get to cook. And one of the biggest joys for me, you know, coming from as the son of a first generation American Italian mom, is cooking for people and seeing the smile on their face when they get to eat what you're cooking. And so having, you know, Walker Bueller and Chase and Anna V and Tater here with us and it was just an incredible experience. And Belding has a way of making you feel like you've known the guy forever and you've been buddies. Because you know when you're good friends with people, you, you rip on each other. You take the other people to task. And that happened right within the first couple hours that we all knew each other. We were given giving each other the business. And having that translate from the field, and I think, being in the field waterfowl hunting with people it shortens the amount of time it takes to get to know them and so when you develop that relationship in the field as quickly as you do that translates over into real life so we were spending you know literally 24 hours a day with these guys and it and it never stops because once you're done hunting, you're picking up. Once you're done picking up, you're cleaning your birds. Once you're done cleaning your birds, you start cooking your birds. Once you're done cooking your birds, it, this was the greatest thing on earth. I mean, we're sitting in my living room in the Midwest and Chase Rice is playing an acoustic set and the people with at our house are singing along with him and we're eating wild game we took out of the field in the morning. How does it get cooler than that? and a more awesome experience. And, and that's, you know, what waterfowl hunting's about. So I, in Belding's, it's very hard to say no to him. You know, even me having grown up in Waukesha and being part of, you know, the outdoors for the last 13 years of my life, when Belding says, hey, how about we try this? 
there's a desire to try it, a desire to make it happen. And the fun we had was unbelievable. Add to that the fact that two Traeger Ironwood grills just showed up at my house and I thought, oh, we are gonna be doing some cooking. And turns out Tyler Stark from Traeger, his uncle and I, Tyler Stark's from Wisconsin. So that was another tie we had to Wisconsin and the networks that everybody had uh, are cross over each other and they're just an incredible way to get to know each other. So this hunt that we had for geese uh, with the fowl life in town and the episode coming up is really a must see. It, it makes you feel, it makes you understand why waterfowl hunting isn't just about pulling the trigger and it's just not, not just about pile picks. It's about making friends. It's about uh, eating together, which in my belief is probably the most important thing we do as human beings together, where you grow and bond uh, the most. And I, you know, they ended up leaving town and Chad and I talked and I got this chance to be the Midwest host of the Fowl Life and to do the, the Fowl Life podcast Midwest series, which is just, it's been life-changing for me and it's been life-changing for everyone who was part of those hunts that they came to Wisconsin and participated in. And when you see the, the shows, the Wisconsin shows, you're gonna see that camaraderie. You're gonna see the, the magic that happens when people get together and waterfowl hunt. So make sure to check those out. And thanks for listening to the Fowl Life Podcast Midwest series. Uh, I'm Joel Clayfish, and we'll see you next time.